Welcome into DC On Screen, episode 357. We have done 357 of these. That's crazy. <laughs> I am <laughs> I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. You know what? I, uh, you know, uh, I, uh, I had Batman in my nightstand. Not nightstand. Uh, mic stand. Sorry, nightstand. What? It would be a nightstand once it was in the mic stand. K-E-N-I-G-H-T. Um, <laughs> but no, like, um, I was hanging out with my youngest sister, and I was checking out her collection of figures, and I picked up her, like, Batman the Animated Series figure, the ones, like, the new ones that just ca- that came out in the last couple of years. Uh-huh. And uh, I went to move his leg, and <laughs> it broke, which is a problem yeah. that apparently these Animated Series figures have had, because they made them so... Uh, accurate to the Bruce Tim designs that like the joints are shit. <laughs> so it's that's kinda cool in a way. <laughs> yeah, like you have to like boil it for like thirty seconds or whatever or put oh. a hair dryer on it for a oh, while to make, make make sure the joints work right. And I didn't think about it and I just went to kind of move it to see if it like had some play in it. Pluck. And it just snapped. Yep. Yeah. So um I, I grabbed some gorilla glue and I glued the bastard. And I don't you know, I didn't want to sit and like hold this thing like taut for two hours. So sure. I, uh, I was looking around. I was like, "What do I have?" And uh, like, I have like our green screen clamps, but I couldn't find them. Like, I know where they are, but I couldn't get to them. Basically, and I was like, "You know what?" And I pulled out my mic stand, and I just shoved Batman's legs through the mic stand. Yes. And he laid. He he like sat there all night perfectly. And when I got up today, his leg was glued. He was fine. But um, yeah. So I don't have Batman in my basement, but I did have him in my mic stand. That's fine. That's fine. I had I just had a disappointing <laughs> moment where like I um, I know this is gonna sound strange, but like I I, I went to Waffle House. It was on a whim. It is weird. It's on a whim. Huddle House. It was just a whim. Yeah. Well, uh, me and the wife went to Waffle House Sunday morning because we didn't feel like cooking. Just. You know, we, we didn't have anything in-house, and we, we actually try to eat in-house. Like, we don't, you know, do drive throughs or anything. So, our, our, our sad, like, uh, I don't know, um, solution to this problem was, like, eh, Waffle House. We haven't had that in how long. So, we went there. <laughs> we haven't had diarrhea in a while. <laughs> and there was a disappointment at the Waffle House. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> But I didn't realize how deep it was until about, uh, what time was that? Probably 10.30, so probably about yeah. probably about 17 hours later when... Um, yeah, those Waffle House disappointments can be a slow burn sometimes. They can, but it's not what you're thinking. It's only until like two days later that you're really in the clear. No, 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 no. This one it was... Okay. Uh, All right. I actually don't recall if there were any of the... Uh, if it's what you're thinking, I don't. Re- I don't specifically remember it. Oh, I'm open. I'm not thinking anything specific. I've been to Waffle House enough times to know that this can come in many different forms. <laughs> it was not gastrointestinal in to, any way. I've been to Waffle House way too many times. My disappointment was way more existential, and I didn't realize it though until about five in the morning um, this morning, actually. Um, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. I got like three hours of sleep last night because um, my dog is terrified of storms. So mm. she just, um, as soon as it starts, it, it, like as soon as God starts crying at her, uh, she, <laughs> and peeing on the house, she um, wakes up and starts sitting on my head. And then Dude, Story, like I lived with you for a couple of years, two or three years. Story knows before it happens. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. She has a barometer. Like. Story used to like run into like when you would be off at work or whatever, oh, yeah. and I would be home. She would run into the office, which was unprecedented because she was scared of the chair. Yeah, in the in the living room. Yeah, so she would run past that and like come in to the office and like try to hunker underneath my knees. Like I actually, if you guys follow me me personally on Instagram, DC, uh, sorry, David C. Robertson. Uh, one word on Instagram. There's a picture of her sitting beside me during a storm, mm-hmm. but and she hated cameras. She's terrified of of, of the camera. But she was more but afraid of the said, storm. She was more afraid of the storm. 
Plus, Jason's got this metal roof, so it sounds super loud when it's raining. Yes, which that is fantastic dog. if there's like no problem here and you're you're sleeping. Oh my god, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if it's storming, and I mean, I literally mean 16 seconds worth of thunder. Just in a row. I mean, like, lightning that lasted for six seconds and then 16 seconds worth of thunder. That's what I dealt with last mm-hmm. night. Like, I didn't even blame her. Like, I was I was up just, like, like just, like, trying to hold her and trying to get her to bed and, and, and trying to struggle. And, and that was that was my evening. And then somewhere around, like, yeah. 5.30 in the morning, um, I, I kind of, like, laying there and, like, Story had finally fallen asleep just a little bit, just little bit and i i kind of told my wife like can i be honest this isn't even the worst part of my day <laughs> the worst part of my day was that waffle house didn't have any chocolate milk Ooh, that's bad it really kind of ruined my day like i, I don't treat yeah. my shelf I, I don't i don't do chocolate milk a lot yeah but i went in there and i was like i'll have the chocolate milk and they were like oh the guy before asked and he didn't have it either oh yeah that's sad the worst, uh, one of the worst, we don't have this thing that I've ever experienced at Waffle House. I went into a Waffle House with my friends, and uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll have the all-star breakfast. And, uh, and they were like, Which is well, the only thing have... to order in some time? I, it, it... No, man, they've got the Texas cheesesteak milk. I had the fine. Texas cheesesteak that, That's what I had yesterday. It's just, yeah, but um, the all-star whatever breakfast I get, is pretty I, standard. Whatever I get, I always have a waffle. And, I, and they said, well, we don't have waffles. What? I was like, but you're the Waffle House. They're like, yeah, we understand the irony of the situation, sir. They didn't say that. They, they didn't say that because they didn't how know the How much more? Irony. How much more would you have respected that situation if that was how they'd responded? More. I don't know. I don't know if it would have been a lot more, but it was more. But, you know, they were like, yeah, I get it. That's the way they said it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. We're Waffle House. I'm like, yeah, they don't know the word irony. But... No, I mean, it, even even my waitress was like really disappointed. Like, oh, honey, I'm sorry, yeah. we don't have chocolate milk. Oh, yeah. and she like saw the look in my face, and she, and like I could see her like crinkle a brow, like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, there was sympathy. Just like it's one thing if you're at home and you want to make chocolate milk for yourself, and you can just go do that. It's another thing if you're like out in public and you ask another person for chocolate milk as a 32 year old man and someone tells you no you can't have it yeah that's that's not okay it hurts like it hurts in this weird demeaning way so when you're a kid and you're told you can't have chocolate milk you just have that callus there you're like yeah yeah no not healthy yeah 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 but when i'm like in my 30s i'll be able to get it all the time no you won't no you fucking won't yeah yeah because sometimes waffle house runs out and sometimes diabetes (laughs) And I had done my I had, I had done my research on the diabetes, and I was I've been yeah. eating healthy. I was like, I'm going to treat myself yeah. to chalky milk. No, nope. chalky milk. <laughs> no, nope. like I've done my research on the diabetes, and they said it doesn't look good for you, buddy. And I went, ah, all right, uh, I'll have the chalky milk and an ice cream Snickers. And Walmart had both of those things. And I laughed and laughed, and then cried a little bit, and then laughed some more. <laughs> and that was last night, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> no, I even did the right thing. I I don't remember when I last had chocolate milk. I I don't I I just <clears throat> I sincerely I don't drink a lot. Of, I don't I haven't I actually haven't had chocolate milk in probably a year or more. I don't even know. Oh, we used to love the no true move though. We <laughs> God, we used to love the true move. No, you like True Moo. I I tolerate it. it really? Okay. Um, oh God, that Barber's was like was way better than silky chocolate wonderfulness. Nah, there's better taste in chocolate milk. Oh, I love the True Moo. Uh, but you know, I prefer uh, just taking some whole milk and putting Hershey's chocolate because I like Hershey's syrup. You know, yeah, a lot more than any uh, actual manufactured chocolate milk. I don't know if that's really chocolate, man. But uh, Hershey's chocolate syrup—that's a that's a fine thing. And, uh, I feel get like that going chocolate is a hard thing up, to you know? fake. It might be a hard thing to fake. I don't know. I don't know if it's hard to fake or anything. We, we live Not in these a strange, days. No, seriously. We, we, How the yeah, hell do you we know? Live in an age, we live in an age of magics. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> who could say? But um, we should probably talk about news. 
and uh, and DC stuff and television. Yeah, you know, and television. Uh, if you want to, I could I could continue on because I have now like a blue balls for chocolate milk that I can't undo. Right. So I could probably keep talking, but you're probably right. And oddly enough, despite all of the talk of diarrhea and issues uh, intestinally and service-wise with Waffle House, I'd really like to go to Waffle House right now. It's it wasn't bad. Like uh, my wife suggested, I thought. <laughs> I, I think it's been seven years since you suggested we go to a Waffle House, and hell the fuck yeah, so let's do this. Yeah, it's, it's one of those weird things. Like, You know what they have? I'm sure you know because you just went, mm-hmm. but they have that hash brown bowl now. Oh, no, they do. I, I saw that. It's very tempting. I haven't had it yet. I did. Very it reminded me of, uh, of like the KFC um, uh, mashed potato bowl with just everything. Yeah. But I would... And mm. here's here's the, the thing that I... Um, I, I'm, you know, it, it, I am who I am. Sorry. My wife suggested this about 1030 in the morning. <laughs> oh, God. I, I had about three shots before I went, and she asked me what I was doing. I was like, I've never been to Waffle House sober in my life. I'm not going to start now. <laughs> and Sometimes she, it's just tradition. Yeah, well, yeah, she, like, she laughed and kind of went like, what are you talking about? I was like, no, it's, it already doesn't taste the same because I can't, like, taste the smoke anymore. I yeah. I have to be like a little not sober so I can like that this is happening. Yeah, you 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 know, I almost wish I had that tradition because it would be really nice. Not tradition, just kind of Dude, like a pattern. <laughs> it would be really nice. It's like every time I've be really ever nice. been, it's been it's been at the end of a night or the beginning of of a night that was supposed to be a night. Yeah, and it would be nice for me. I th- I would think to uh, be too drunk to notice all of like the grease and substance on the utensils from the previous person who ate. Oh, it's fantastic! No, you you walk in there with this this wonderful sense of delusion about how well you're being served. <laughs> it's fantastic. Right. <laughs> anyway, Supergirl, David Harewood. In case we forgot while we were here. Yeah. David Harewood, Harwood, however you say it, Harewood, uh, I'll say. David Harewood hints at the uh, finale details for Supergirl. He says, everything's leading up to a massive war, and I won't say whose side, who is on, but I will say, perhaps, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. All right. I don't know what that means. means. Maybe Cadmus? I mean, is he, yeah, I mean, there's that. There, he could be hanging out with Terry Hatcher. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Um. There is a uh, trailer for Ace Reporter. Uh, in fact, the trailers for all the shows are available, in case you didn't know, uh, that are coming back in at the end of uh, April. So, you know, there's all that. Uh, but Ace Reporter uh, has, a re- has a trailer in which uh, someone has some information for Cara Danvers. Any uh, any ideas on what that information is? Do you have any ideas? Mm, I don't. No, no, no. I do know it's, guy, it's, it's the guy from My Zombie that's... Oh yeah, threatening it. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I zombie is a thing. I don't. It's it's a a thing. I just can't not like. It's weird. It's not even weird. <laughs> I'm okay with it. I've never I've never seen totally it. okay with it. No, I'm just I'm just being a dick for dick's sake. I don't know. I understand. I understand. I do, yeah. I do that all the time. I, I just this is one of those ones that yeah, like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so yeah, for, for dick Super away, fans, sir. Been... I shall like my show. Oh, I, I will. I'll dick away. <laughs> um, bring in the backup singers, too, sometime. <laughs> <laughs> to borrow from Christopher Titus. It was a good bit. So for the people out there who are claiming or are angry and going, Ah, Supergirl, where's where's James? Where's James Olsen? We want Jimmy. Give us you know, more Jimmy Olsen. There's apparently a Jimmy Olsen episode coming. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg says there's a big James <laughs> episode coming. See, I was right. Yeah. Um, he says, <laughs> uh, we're starting to shoot it this week. It's like the biggest James story we've ever done. We're excited. Mikad is excited. It's going to be great. You know, that's awesome. It's the biggest James episode they've ever done, which means he might be in it for six minutes. Six and a half. Possibly. <laughs> I'm just messing around. I'm screwing around, guys. 
Uh, you know, he's uh, he he became guardian, and then we kind of didn't hear from him for a while. I'm down. I, that's that's real though. Like he he had uh, bigger storylines as some dude, as yeah. he's had as guardian. So um, you know, I want the whole James episode to just be him trying to figure out. Like, look, I want him to be looking at a, a sheet of thumbnails and trying to figure out which one to print. <laughs> you want him answering I emails? Want, yeah, I want it to be a real conundrum for him. Like, like and blocking I, and I voicemails by pressing two and or nine yeah. from yeah, and random incoming every... phone numbers. Now, I mean, I'm not. It's not just for comedic value. It there it would be funny because I'd have every member of the crew come in at some point and to talk to him about being guardian or talking about like Kara's dealing with a big thing. This would be like uh, the that episode of uh, I can't remember the name of it. I can never remember the name of it. The episode of Buffy, where Xander's just running around on his own mission while like Zeppo. the entire group is Zeppo. That's right. Is trying Zeppo to save Zeppo. the world, but one of those two. Yeah, there's a big uh, apocalypse going on, and it's just the show follows Xander. Yeah, but it would be that. It would be that for Supergirl, where James is trying to figure out the thumbnail, and he's asking people who's coming in, like, "What do you think about this thumbnail?" And he's asking, like, "Which one do you think should be on the cover of the thing?" And they're like, I-, "I don't know, man. That one." He's like, "Hmm," and it's always a different one. Like, actually, have him dealing with like the pressures of being cat of Grant actually for a being like in head of this damn thing and it would which we haven't done with also, at all right and it would also accentuate i mean wait all right i i take that back they did had, deal with like him being in charge with snapper car but yes that's it but i feel like it would be important for him in as far as showing why this is the point where he decided to break and he had to become guardian like i think he needs that to showcase why exactly like he longs for the night he longs to be out on the street fighting evil okay an and entire episode of those flashbacks i would disagree but like four minutes flashbacks i never said anything about flashbacks. yeah that's what i'm getting to four minutes of flashbacks to him being like annoyed by the minutiae of his life like still doing a good job, but annoyed by the fact that he can't get out there, and like it, like seeing. Imagine like he's he's got photos to proof, and he has to go through and like proof this photo of of some bullshit millionaire giving away whatever amount of money, and then the other part is him like proofing exactly the right picture of Supergirl saving the day, and like you have that juxtaposition. Oh no no no. He has to choose which picture of Supergirl to choose, and then he just decides to choose a picture of Guardian. <laughs> no, you see him at least toying with that decision. And there would have to be at least ten minutes devoted to Miss Tessmacher. Like you have to have him dealing with Miss Tessmacher. He hasn't fired her yet, which means she must be at least marginally competent at her job. He's in there. You know, I mean, she's and- in there. Yeah, she's fine. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it would be a fun episode. I really do. I think it'd be more fun than any of the episodes we've gotten so far. At least, you know, the last few weeks anyway. Not so far. No, that that's not true. We 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 true. talked about the last week's episode. It was finally getting back on track. Yeah. I would love to see a James centric episode. Anyway, we've talked about this too long. <laughs> <laughs> um, on to Gotham. There is a new promo for Gotham. Uh in the new promo a shaman-looking guy, played by Raymond J. Barry, tells Bruce, I've been waiting a long time for you to begin your journey. That seems a little prophetic for me. Don't care for that. Yep. Uh, he says, uh, Gotham needs someone you can, uh, something you can provide, a protector, Bruce. Uh, again, don't really care for that. I don't know. No, it seems, like you're saying, it seems a little too prophetic. I like to think that there's this dastardly reason that him and and then probably rage afterwards are going to be like pushing him toward this this destiny yeah you think yeah you think it's going to be a race uh race basically creating the batman and then not being able to control him. yes that's what i'm hoping for like that could be kind of cool that's that's my hope right now like they're they're I trying like to the push this poor that... kid into pretty much sacrificing himself or something, right. and then he prevails anyway. And they go, "Oh shit, what have we done now?" I like the idea better that Raish is just a dude 
somewhere, you know? Like he's just doing it. He is just a dude somewhere. Version, right? And and he had no idea of anything about Bruce Wayne or Batman or anything. And then one day he was just like, Holy crap, there's this Batman guy. And I think he might be my perfect heir. (laughs) He just I like the idea of him coming out of left field to someone like Raish. I just do. But you know, okay, but that's kind of Arrow's story with with like with Matt Noble. Let's uh, on that Matt Nable. Yeah, Nable, sorry, fair. He was in, he was never really Ray Shackle. <laughs> <laughs> he um, made it. He was the head. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway, it's all kosher. Uh, David Mazus. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> David Mazus uh, discusses the change in an interview. He says he is going to live out the reason he was created, and it will have very bad consequences for Bruce. Catastrophic. What? Catastrophic. I don't. I don't know why the cat got in there. Good. Yeah. Catastrophic consequences. I don't want to give away too much, but it's not going to be pretty. Uh, and apparently, part three of this season will be subtitled "Heroes Rise." Uh, that's exciting. That's cool. Yeah. I I have watched uh, that promo too. It's it's pretty it's pretty solid. I mean, sure, I'll watch it. I mean, I'm down to see different variations on the on on the mythology. You know, it it just uh, a lot of the promo lends itself to like, no, Bruce is uh, Bruce is going to start becoming some some kid who kicks a little ass. Yeah, I'll tell you this though, like year like thirty five, like twenty thirty five. When they reboot Gotham, <laughs> that might be actually the last straw for this show. Ah. I might actually be like, you know what, it's 2035. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing here, guys? What's happening? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, Alexander Sadig was talking about Rayshon Ghoul and his approach to Rayshon Ghoul. He says, I really tried to get him so ambiguous that he's almost liquid. That was the way I thought about it. You're really not sure if he's good or bad. No one knows whether he's a demon or a saint or a ghost. That's a line from the script. I am on board that concept of Ra's al Ghul. So far, but so good, yeah. I, I like Alexander Sadig, so I'm probably more... If if him telling me about how he screwed over lines in DS9 because he didn't like the storyline wasn't enough to make me dislike him, that's probably not. Like, I'm probably just so biased towards Alexander Sadig that I'm just on board for whatever he Just rolling with it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, dude, that's that sounds like Raish. Yeah, this is this is an example of him doing the best with what he has available. Well, dude, this is a guy that's he's a very good actor. And to be quite honest, he hasn't been given the shots that he should have been. He's been in a lot of shows recently, uh, because finally the unfair stink of Star Trek has has wafted away from him enough. <laughs> You know, and I, he was great in Star Trek, but, you know, people have a bias towards it. You know, they're like, oh, sure. man, you can't be a thing. I mean, Ridley Scott fired him for a movie for being on Star Trek. Oh, that's rough. It is rough. It sucks. So, you know, whatever. Uh, I, I look forward to his racial ghoul. I don't even care that Matt Nabel just did it on Arrow. I don't care. I want to see Sadiq do, uh, do racial ghoul, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, it's my only, that's my only um, problem right now is there have been too many racists. <laughs> Uh, how crazy would it have been if Arrow had actually done? Because they almost had Liam Neeson apparently. I know. Like, they I talked. Know. To, I, like, they I, talked to Liam Neeson, and he was like, "I can't do it because I got this other thing that I've already scheduled." But normally, I would have. Yeah, I've got to take in fourteen. But other other than that, I would love to do it. How crazy would that be to see Liam Neeson show up on the CW? Would have been kind of fun. <laughs> Which is funny though to me that they're like, "Hey, can you do it, Liam Neeson?" And he's like, "I would do it, but I can't." And they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go find someone who's nothing like you." Yep. <laughs> Good job, Googs. Um, <laughs> it's been a so weird Richards. run with with Rage. I, I just, especially I, again, man. I we keep using him like that's that's my main problem. There are a lot of people to bring into this world. Yeah, but how do you not do Rage Ghoul? Well, like seriously, like if you're if you're writing an epic story and you have a relatively small threshold for imagination. Like apparently, any all of these people do. <laughs> Sorry, I'm be, I'm becoming a dick now. You'll have to continue that storyline because otherwise, I want to rebut you. I just like if you don't have an imagination and you're writing a comic book show on, for DC, how do you not do Rayshon Ghoul? 
Like even even Kevin Smith and Paul Dini with their pitch that they did on Fat the Man, Shadow Fat of the Man. Bat. Yeah, absolutely. Great pitch. Had Rachel Ghoul at the heart of it. Yeah. Like superintendent of the school so, or whatever. Right. Like so how do you not do that? Like how? I don't know. Like you could, you know, bring in several other characters or whatever, and then people are gonna be like, Well, where's Raish? Why isn't Raish involved? And now because you know, Raish al Ghul has become this like mythic beast within the DC universe. Where it's like, Oh, he's at the heart of every conspiracy, he started everything and I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but I'm pretty sure it was the Green Lanterns. <laughs> or not the Green Lanterns per se, but the uh the Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um to set all this stuff in motion. Mm-hmm. Except for Batman, he was an anomaly. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> no, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like everyone's sort of gearing towards Ra's al Ghul as, like, the, uh, the originator of all things in the DC Universe. And, you know. I, you know, I read a fascinating article about, like, uh, someone getting mad because, uh, Originally, Neil Adams drew um, Rachel Ghoul without eyebrows. Oh, God, why? He drew him without eyebrows, and that was part of his... That's how he was written. Like, <sighs> it was just a creepy thing. He didn't have eyebrows. And then, like, everybody subsequently took, like, the eyebrow... Like, he, they said that he had, like, deep, deep-setted deep eyes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and like, he had, like, the, the, eye, the eye shadows around his eyes because his, his eyes were deep-set, in his skull, and everyone took that as being big, gigantic, wolverine, like, bushy eyebrows. <laughs> so, like, after Neil Adams, everyone drew, like, these big, like, wolverine, saber-toothed eyebrows. And, and Neil Adams is like, what the hell is this, man? He doesn't have eyebrows. Stop drawing him with eyebrows. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. He's already got the the Wolverine hair, and he's got the little Wolverine chin, like beard thing, like whatever, like the, the sideburn thing. Yeah, yeah, no, he's got the muttons. Um, kind of muttons. They're not really muttons. They're just like right there at like the edge of his chin. Mm, and, it's, and he has like it's, it's like a have tapered button. Like but it's a tapered mutton to some degree. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sort of like a food man tip, <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> a Fu Man chews. But anyway, I'm moving on. What what am I even talking about? I don't know anymore. Erin <laughs> Richards is talking about some stuff. She says that Fish Mooney is returning. Penguin will be fighting back with his quote team of freaks. Uh Lee's story has a big change coming. That will affect Jim and her character, Barbara Keen, will be getting a massive development right at the end of the season. All right. Ready? Boo. Yay. Yay. Boo. <laughs> that about sums it up. We talked about this a little bit last week. Lucifer, though, has a new promo and a synopsis for his return in May. It says Lucifer has gone off of the grid. Cutting off all contact from his family in the police department, he materializes just in time to help solve an up-and-coming guitarist's murder and introduces the department to a ditzy stripper named Candy. The Carrie Diaries' Lindsay Gort, if you don't know, that was a Sex and the City spinoff that got canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, a mysterious new woman in his life. While Lucifer's mom desperately tries to contact her son, Chloe tries to push him away, forcing Lucifer to find a way to prove himself in order to be invited back onto the team. None of that sounds as interesting as I thought Candy Morningstar sounded nope. when I heard the title. Uh, so I shall assume that Lucifer is back to his old bag of tricks. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. So EPs, to recap, though, his mom doesn't know how to contact him, and somehow Chloe does. Well, she's special. God put her in his path. So he's like wow, calling wow, her wow, 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 wow. to try to reconnect, even though he fucking moved the day after he just. Uh, yep. That's me on. failing to bother continuing that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the executive producers are talking about the four episodes that got moved into season three. Uh, Henderson and Modrovich explained that the extra four were a surprise since they had broken the season for 18 episodes instead of 22. 
They go on to say that they decided to make the extra four standalone episodes to preserve their 18-episode story. That's admirable, and I dig that. Like That's cool. I'll tell you why in a minute. That's cool. Henderson though. said, yeah, Henderson said they're all different and they're all super weird, and we were sort of given permission to go a little crazy. I think they didn't expect us to go as crazy as we did. This is exciting, guys. We've got an episode that's much more sort of a romp. We've got an episode that's a Twilight zone kind of thing, like dark, and at times it almost feels like a play. Modrovich added, one has a little more music in it. <laughs> you know what this reminds me of, though? This is this reminds me of, this is like a better handling, and of course they didn't have another season to get into it, uh, but did you ever see Felicity? No. Uh, the J.J. Abrams show Felicity? I'm aware of it, no. Uh, they did a great thing where they had, like, well, it wasn't a great thing, honestly. It was bad. <laughs> they had a certain episode order for the final season. Mm-hmm. And the final episode, they planned it out. They filmed it and everything where Felicity, uh, Felicity's with the guy that she was supposed to be with the whole show. Like, they kind of messed around with, like, Noel. Maybe it was whatever, whoever. But she's with Ben at the end, and they, 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 they graduate from college, and it's the end of the show. And then, surprise, WB calls up J.J. Abrams and said, hey, we're, we're ordering five more episodes. All I remember about those five episodes, and I've just heard lore, is it got weirdly sci-fi. It got weirdly supernatural is what it got. Not even sci-fi. No. Like, because there was a character on the show who was a witch. Perfect. She was Wiccan, and she had this box that they never let that they never showed. Oh, they did show us what was in there and it was like all the characters and it was like, she was controlling. Mm -hmm. And that was like a weird little twilight zone episode they did in the series. But in the show, what happened was in those last five episodes, they were like, well, we, we ran out of story. So what do we do? Well, why don't we like go back and let's see what happened. So what they did is they like, okay, so, you know, me and Ben went off to, uh, uh, Felicity and Ben goes off to, like, uh, grad school. Mm-hmm. He cheats on her, and everything falls apart, which is awful because it makes us feel like Ben was a piece of crap. <laughs> Good work so and far. And then she was like, and, like, her best friend gets killed in a car accident going because she decided to go to a different college, and while she's on her way there, she gets killed in this car accident. So she, like, Felicity goes back and, like, talks to this, like, shaman who gives her, like, a root, and she eats it or whatever, and she goes back and lives, like, the last year in the last five episodes, and changes all of her decisions, and everything, nothing works out the way she wanted it to, she, like, winds up with Noel instead of Ben, and she tries, she tries to tell the girl not to do the thing, and, um... Then at the very end, like, they're all, like, have, like, a little reunion thing or something, or someone gets married. I don't remember. <laughs> but, like, the person who was Things supposed happen. to die because they, I don't know. they decided they cut out the segment where she tells the girl not to go to the college, you know? Mm-hmm. But she winds up showing up at the end. And, like, Donald Faison from Scrubs was in that show, and that was pretty Oh, cool. Dope. But, uh, so she shows up. She somehow didn't die at the end, and we find out through a deleted scene. That's how. But, um... It was just super weird, and it didn't make a lot of sense, and it it just kind of shat on the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, that's that's my bit. That's what I'm saying about Lucifer, and I'm glad they got a chance to kind of move those episodes around a little bit because I don't want it to be Felicity, even though it's kind of worse than Felicity most of the time anyway. All right, but apparently what you're getting in in return is they think they broke this, like, 18-episode story that's... Mm -hmm. Which don't... It was not lost on me. That they they think they have this like tight eighteen episode arc that you've been seeing that they excised those other four episodes from that they were gonna have to to like air in the middle of this eighteen episode important arc. I don't know if you've been following this this season, but that doesn't feel like that all the time. <laughs> no. By the way, on on the Felicity thing, me and Matt Carroll, the MCU cast, the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we talked about a lot. We, we like we talked about the brilliance of how J.J. Abrams was like, hey, I want to do a show about a girl in college on the WB. And they're like, all right, cool. And like the last five episodes, he slips in science fiction. I mean, that was cool. And then like, he's like, we're doing, we're doing Alias. Uh, okay. And it's like spy shit and more science fiction. And he's like, I'm going to do Lost. And no one knows what that is until, like, a season in. And they're like, oh, this is kind of weird, like, supernatural science fiction stuff. He's like, and now I'm doing Super 8 and Star Trek. And we're like, this was your plan all along, wasn't it, you bastard? <laughs> yep. 
Anyway. It really was the equivalent of like Berlanti got Arrow, and then apparently at some point, Kreisberg, uh, I think, on uh, Fat Man on Batman disclosed this where he was like, okay, we can finally do Flash. Yeah. That was his plan the entire time. Which I'm thankful that Berlanti got to Flash before J.J. Abrams did because Flash would have been called Flare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, Lucifer casting NCIS veteran Lauren Holly. Dude, Lauren Holly? She's still around? I didn't even know. Yeah, sure. Will be appearing. She's going to be uh, in season three as Roxy, a woman who is somehow connected to Vegas to a Vegas casino. Uh, Lauren Holly, like the Dumb and Dumber Lauren Holly, who was romantically linked to Jim Carrey for a quite a, for quite a while. I guess apparently uh, that Lauren Holly still working. Oh my gosh, I didn't know she was still around. Cool. She was hot back in the day. I, I you know, my my thirteen year old self. I don't know. He might not want to see what's happened now. That's um. I haven't seen either. You know, you know how like you find people attractive, like celebrities attractive when you're like 12 or 13. Sure. And then like years later, you're like, Oh my Lord, what happened? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I just had that with Tom Cruise actually. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> the rabbit from space something. jam. I was like, Oh yeah, I got to hit that. Oh, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I saw a trailer for this new, uh, Jack Reacher thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, uh, Tom Cruise used to be a man about town, and now he looks kind of bloated and weird. That happened quick. <laughs> Not that I was actually ever attracted to the guy. Like, I always kind of thought he looked weird, but he I, I always... Meanwhile, you look over at John Wick character. and think, nope, he's still got it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still got it. Tom Cru- I always thought Tom Cruise looked like an anime character, though. Ah, uh, it's probably true. Like, he's the living personification of the anime style. Well, I mean, it's, it's physically probably true. He's like 5'4", five, something? 5'5"? Five, five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got that like you know cutesy short, uh, big hair, big eyes, going. You know, yeah. cut jaw. Like he's even got like sort of like the spiky hair thing going. Like on. wider shoulders than his frame would indicate. All right. <laughs> Moving on to the Flash. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why, but I feel compelled to to just say I am not bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel the need to be true to myself. Don't defend yourself, now. Dave. Just be who you are. I'm not defending myself. I'm not defending anything. Just be who you be, man. I am who I am. Um, <laughs> over on The Flash, the once and future Flash trailer shows Barry running into a future version of himself. Cisco, Wally, and more show will come back on April 25th. That looks really cool. And, you know, a lot of people have been saying that the future Flash is probably Savitar. But, you know what? I saw a pretty convincing theory. And it makes total sense that HR is Savitar. Because HR and Savitar are the only people who call Wally Wallace. Ooh, that's solid. Yeah. Strangely. Let that stick. Let that stick. Yeah. For just a minute. <laughs> it, it just also, we're um, at this point. It, it happens uh, about this time. If you're a watcher of The Flash, especially um, like last year, season two really solidified it. Season one did a great job of like keeping us on our edge. Uh, season two, you didn't know what you were doing. Come on, none of us knew what we were doing anymore. Season, I had a feeling. Yeah, we had feelings, but you couldn't prove shit. No, I mean that's the whole point. You can't prove shit. Like I was at this point. At that point, I was pretty sure that everybody was just—they were just completely red herring me, right? And then it turned out that the red herring was just like, nope, we weren't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, but season three, we're we're at the same point. Like, could you stand behind one theory more than you do the others right now? Would you be willing to? Would you be willing to put a hundred dollars on any one theory at this moment? I don't think I'd care enough to like. I feel like if the if it's Barry, they're gonna make it work. If it's HR, they're gonna make, make it work. work. I, I'm willing to uh, trust the the writers. Um, if it is somehow Teddy Sears again, they're gonna make whatever. it work. We haven't made that. We haven't even seen that guy for the whole season. No. But they're gonna make it work. He's over in Legends right now in a box. No, he's not. He's not even there. <laughs> That's some dude doing like a voice that they're throwing through a. That's a mocap cat. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mocap cat. Mocap cat. Where you standing at? Mocap cat. Where you standing at? It's a good song. It's a good song. We should get royalties if they come out. No. 
<laughs> so Kreisberg says, uh, Andrew Kreisberg, executive producer, says we have a couple of recurring villains. One major recurring character coming up through the rest of the season. So, uh... I mean, no uh, idea. Just really. Killer Frost? Nothing. I don't know. Whatever. Sure. Uh, Aaron Helbing, EP on the Flash, says, uh, Killer Frost has knowledge of everybody because she's been friends with them. So she's really going toward the dark side and we're going for it. He added that Killer Frost would be a very formidable adversary. Andrew Kreisberg says it's not just Iris and Barry's future that's at stake. It's also Caitlin's, and watching her try to avoid her fate becomes tied in with Iris's fate. At some point, do we have to make a choice? Carlos Valdez, a.k.a. Dalos, said <laughs> some things are going to happen that the team won't see coming. There's only so much preparedness that you can have with things like this. Sure. Uh, Aaron Helbing is talking about the season finale showdown, specifically uh, the dramatic showdown between Barry and Savitar. And he said it's going to be incredibly emotional and epic at the same time. Not epic in a grand scale, but epic in how it impacts everybody. Todd Helbing said, you're going to see how everything unfolds, and it's going to be a little different than you've seen before, adding that time is harder to change than even Barry realizes. Well, that's not surprising. Barry doesn't know anything yet. <laughs> yeah, he's Christ been learning. Says, but Yeah, know. he's been learning, but he's still a relative newbie in the ways of things. Christberg right. said, we've already mentioned uh, the simple simpleties you're, you're definitely going to cry. So, um, yeah, we've already mentioned personally, the DC on screen has already mentioned Kreisberg saying you're definitely going to cry. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I was saying there. And, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you about that. I, I don't know. I don't know what to predict there. It's just, it's, it's the, it's the flash. I, I know I'm going to cry. <laughs> I usually cry in their finales. I mean, shit. Yeah. I usually cry in their weeklies. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, what's this go did that, did name that villain so well. Yeah. Over on Legends, Clemmer is talking about deaths in Season 3. When asked about Amaya's recent death, Clemmer mentioned that he had fielded a lot of questions about whether she, whether she was really gone. He admitted it was possible, which means no. Yeah. But also said, at about minute 32 of tomorrow's finale, people are going to start asking a lot of similar questions. It's always been a rule since the Hawkman death in the pilot. Greg Berlani said it before the show was even a show about how his mission was to make this not like network TV, that no one would be bulletproof, that it was more like the Ned Stark idea of anybody could lose their head at any time. As we've been roughly breaking out next season, we're more committed to that than ever. Let's hope so, buddy. He said in a later interview, season three is going to be totally different. It's not going to be just fixing these simple aberrations and then moving on. Our team is maturing. They're going to be, next season, faced with questions of like, what if putting things back to the way they were wasn't good enough? Now about the finale, he said there will be so many deaths. <laughs> it's just nothing but death. It is wall-to-wall carnage. <laughs> It's a meat grinder. It's more people that I've probably killed in my entire television career. It's ridiculous. And about changing the team roster for season three. <laughs> no one is left. No. He says it's something <laughs> akin. <laughs> it's something akin to the scale of what we did this season. You will not know who the new characters are in the finale. You'll have to wait until next year. I'm excited about this. I'm excited about that too, by the way. Like, I, I, I like the meat grinder show. idea. Because <laughs> about half of half of the cast of Legends I could just do without. Like, let's take out Jax. Let's take out... You know, last year I would have said Sarah, but now I say keep Sarah. Kill Jax. Uh, you know what? Take out Martin. I'm tired of Martin. I can deal he with that. He has nothing. I can uh, deal with that. You know, Nate. I can deal without Nate. I can deal without Ray. I'm yeah. kind of tired of Ray. It's still, I, I still like Ray. And you know what? It, until this season, and you know, you know, thank, thank God for Broadchurch, because until this season, until I didn't know how truly expendable Red Hunter was. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, uh, uh, for me, if it was like Rip, Ray, Sarah, 
That's pretty much it. I, 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 I could deal with it. You know what they should Let's do? Let's reboot from there. They should have Gideon. Like, Gideon should create, because she can create anything. Within the ship. She can create a body for herself and transfer her consciousness into a Gideon person and then run the ship. Kill Ripoff. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. No, I, I Arthur Darfield's he's too precious. <laughs> he is too so precious. Sure. Weird uh, last bit for Legends, though. Uh, Guggenheim posted a list of the characters that's going to be in the uh, season finale, uh, Rupa. And you know what? It's just all the same people that you would expect, except also Jack Turner's J.R.R. Tolkien. So I guess we're moving back toward that. I don't know. Why fine. not? That just... He did a good job. He no, did a good job. He was fine. And and uh, I, I think I pointed this out. Like He, he did a good his character wasn't like overburdening like it was with with no. like George Lucas. It was just Lucas, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was they did a nice job of like incorporating somebody that was a nice mm-hmm. supporting character that did his job. It it made sense for who they were paying homage to. I mm-hmm. I was fine with with everything that happened in Tolkien. I'm Absolutely. saying Tolkien uh, the way they said it, but um. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So moving over to Arrow, Dangerous Liaison, the April 25th return episode for Arrow has a new trailer that focuses on Helix and hints that Felicity getting her hands pretty dirty. It seems a little, little intense, if you ask me. I'm looking forward to it, though. Yeah. Arrow hasn't disappointed me really this season, except for that one weird scene with the with that guy like firing guns. Like in the middle of like what seemed to be a street bazaar. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Mark Guggenheim was talking about closure for. <laughs> Sorry, I was just thinking about that scene again. It closure was weird. for allicity. <laughs> it was weird. It was super weird. Uh, <laughs> Mark Who are we talking to? <laughs> said uh as far as solicity is concerned one of the things that we've always wanted to do and i think a lot of the fans have asked for is basically deal with the consequences of season four uh episode 15 when oliver and felicity ended their engagement and broke up they never really had a full-on discussion or exploration of why that breakup happened they didn't it was because oliver was a lying shit um (laughs) it was because but no one ever like it's not like felicity came on and said oh you're a lying shit i thought that was pretty obvious um they never really had a full-on discussion or exploration of why that breakup happened felicity just sort of reached her breaking point and walked out the door well obviously because okay but on screen that's what happened like because yes all the internal uh manifestation sure but on screen, all that happened is that, like, she saw him do that, she called him on it, and left. Yeah. He added, this is definitely an examination of the state of their breakup. It comes out of the events of 519, and quite frankly, all the other episodes that led up to it. Now, in another interview, Mel also said, Oliver and Felicity, whatever happened between them in between our fourth and fifth season and the reason that they have been where they are right now throughout the course of the season, we get a chance to explain it. I honestly did not feel like it needed a, a chance to be explained. Oliver's a liar. <laughs> Felicity's tired of that. She told him she was it, tired of it, and he did it anyway. An Barry interminable told him to it, and liar. He did it anyway. Yeah. Like, in every instance where he could have not been a liar while they were together, he was a liar. And the four, and like Diggle was saying, you know, if you tell her the truth, she'll never love you or she'll never trust you. All right, but in all fairness, all fairness to to Oliver, (laughs) as I've expressed before, I don't have like Mm -hmm. ongoing relationships with previous girlfriends of mine. Right. But in any instance where I've like, had a post breakup conversation there has been like a serious mm-hmm. breakdown of like what happened now if you're one of these people who are sitting there going like hey man i would love to see oliver with insert female character here 
just think like if you're if you're me this is the way i'm thinking anyway but just think say hey uh can you imagine any uh successful attempt at saying hey uh, lady that I'm dating, Susan Williams, Felicity, whoever it is. Obviously. Uh, I flayed a man for fun. <laughs> it wasn't for fun. It was for practice. It was for fun. No. He liked it. He said he liked it. No, he said no, no, no. He you it. like killing. He said he liked it. You don't it. necessarily like practicing torture. He said he liked it. I take it as fun. He uh he likes kill even if that if you don't just leave out the flame thing say like hey like oh what are you into oh I mean I like long walks along the beach and uh, murdering yeah sure sure I like to take it back to like little league sports I liked winning I didn't like practicing now CW fans do you really think that Oliver Queen is a man that needs to be in a romantic relationship. After what you've just seen. The man flayed another man and left him underneath a thin blanket. Mm-hmm. The man admitted... A sheet that looked like it had no more than <laughs> 400 thread count. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bastard died in discomfort. You know, I know the show is like all about like, redeem yourself as the green arrow. I'm like, that's fine. Do that. But, uh... Then I you saw that episode don't. and went, oh, damn. Well, no, I mean, I'm talking about the last episode, you know. Diggle says, you know, that's a, more, a thousand times more true for you. Redeem yourself as... You know, sure, 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 sure. Uh, by being Green Arrow. That's fine. Redeem yourself by being Green Arrow. But any woman you kiss, uh, fornicate with, what have you, I'm going to be like, does she know that you flayed a man for fun? Right. For did practice. You, did, did Again, you know for practice. All right, for practice, but even that, that's not going to help things. If well, he told, I mean, like, any woman, anybody, like, even if even if Oliver, you know, it doesn't matter what, <laughs> he could be hanging out with an alien from space and get romantically interested. And he has done that way. recently, like this it, year. <laughs> but if that happened and he was like, hey, I I like killing and at one time I flayed a guy for practice. That's the end of that relationship. Sure. Well, probably. I don't know. I mean, unless it's one of the xenomorphs from Alien. White Martian? <laughs> even like even the White Martians over on Supergirl are like, mm, we don't really care for that kind of crap. I, they <laughs> might respect it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyway, you know, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow. And uh, I'm not saying Amel didn't do a wonderful job portraying it, but oh my uh, god, oh my last Lord. couple episodes he has he has He's knocked point, it out of the damn he? park. Right. I mean, like, this is not our Ollie Queen, but he did no, I job. I've seen websites suggesting it, and I I I gotta I gotta say, man, like Emmy Emmy nomination Emmy nomination for the the torture episode with Stephen yeah. Amel. The only problem is that they're gonna be like, yeah, but that was a CW, and they're gonna ignore it. Screw you guys. That was Absolutely. solid. It was solid. It was great stuff. Uh, so Amel wants to borrow a Heath Ledger line, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this was on April 1st, for what it's worth. Uh, but Amel tweeted, Just once, I'd love for Oliver to rip his shirt off, stare someone down, and say, Do you want to know how I got these scars? That's fair, though, I think. It would be a funny scene. It would be funny. Uh, like It would I only feel, be a I funny scene it. because we know where the line comes from. If he actually yeah. did that, like, without the context of Heath Ledger's, you know, line, it would just be a really good scene. Yeah. So, uh, Guggenheim was talking about whether Felicity would ever show up in costume on Arrow. He says, there's two lines in the sand that I've drawn for myself, uh, uh, for Arrow for myself. I can't speak for Greg Berlani or for Wendy Miracle, but for as long as I'm involved with the show, that sounds like he's begging to be fired, for as long <laughs> as I'm involved with the show. He'll be fine. By the way, Googs, uh, you, you realize Stephen has said has made proclamations like this, and they've gone back on him. Whatever. Anyway, uh, yeah, as long as I'm for, involved with the show, for job. The two things I never want to do is kill off Thea and put Felicity in a mask and a costume. 
Those, to me, are two lines that I just think are a bridge too far. Thea, because we've taken so many family members away from Oliver, and Felicity, because when you put a character like that in a costume, I think it diminishes who that character is, and it makes the idea of superheroes or superheroics seem silly. Well, you put a character like that in a superhero costume. His name is Mr. Terrific. It's Curtis Holt, yeah. And um, you just put, because you're an EP on Legends of Tomorrow, Googs, so you just put Felicity in a costume and killed her off in front of us on Legends. But I guess not. that doesn't count because it's not an arrow. Yeah, no, that, that, uh, that was like a Doom World thing, which was fine. Yeah. And it was fun to watch and kind of oh, hard, yeah, that's the, uh, hard to watch, the, obviously, because we don't ever want to watch Felicity die. Right. But yeah, that's the idea that makes superheroes seem silly. That one. Actually, so I can funny. get behind it a little bit because, like, she is the grounding force of, you know, the the bunker or the arrow cave, the quiver, or whatever you want to call it. Except not anymore, really. Diggle is now. Like, she's yeah, off, but like... Diggle is also Spartan. Like, he's out there doing everything every day. But she's, like, the grounding force of, of just saying, like, no, no, it's, it's still about humanity. Like, we're still talking about the person that, you know, was uh, handicapped. Uh, what is it? About a year and some change ago yeah well they they oracled her they oracled her sure but it's still like it she's the person that we we've all uh been expected to relate to Mm -hmm. and uh well and like the like she's been the person who's who's been expected to deliver the line like this is crazy what do you Mm. think you're doing Unless I can hack into this, and then it's okay. But other than that, what do you think you're doing? You're crazy, Oliver. Yeah. But, like, Diggle's been uh, kind of the guy that says, like, you should lie to everybody. Also, we can do this. We bravado, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you should lie to everybody. I'm not even sure that's true anymore. It just seemed true at one point, and now I just like saying it. <laughs> oh, he, uh, last episode, he still, he still lied to everybody about Barrow. Yeah. Still lied to everybody. Uh, like, oh no, Oliver's coming <laughs> back soon. He's good. Yeah, Guggenheim though was. <laughs> We're straight. <laughs> he was talking about. He was talking about Helix. He says Helix. They're a group of Uber hackers. Probably not on the side of the angels. I think the thing uh, with Helix is there will be major consequences for Felicity. Major consequences for Felicity's relationship with Oliver and the introduction of a new character you probably have not seen the last of all right don't know how to speculate about that no, i don't either now amel said though that he was uh, pretty pumped about the finale he says our season finale is sensational how do you end one journey and begin another bravo arrow riders bravo indeed that was a tweet from Stephen amel so go follow him on twitter if you want to get those things before we talk about them also he's kind of delightful in general on, he is pretty delightful you know, social media but it, it does bring up a good point about, like, you, you end the journey of getting to, you know, the island, and then how do you start a new journey kind of deal. I hear that they're going to do flash forwards. I think I keep hearing that. There's speculation. It's not it's not a thing yet, as far as I can tell, though. Yeah. Uh, so they did release the CW. <laughs> they released uh, the first official photo of Cress Williams costumed as black lightning uh, aside from and you know what brent i think from the brent from the uh dc tv squad cast brought this up i was like oh man that looks badass and he was like except for that weird light triangle above his crotch and i'm like ah why would you bring that up <laughs> now that's all i can see yeah don't even care still cool looks cool still looks uh, cool <laughs> Um, Whatever. Except for that giant like, right, electrified right, right. arrow pointing at his dick. No, sorry. Yeah. Like we all know that set of <laughs> muscles that like most of us will never have. Right. <laughs> the the giant LED electric light arrow that points at your dick. Yeah. No, but it it's it. I don't know what set of muscles that is, but it's like it runs from like the bottom of your abdomen to the it, it like it's it's like this giant man vagina outline. <laughs> That runs straight down yeah. into the the penal area, right? Pointing out apparently where the show is. In I I 
Ah, come on, man. It's the uh, electrodickle LED. Yes. Yeah. No, like I'm not gonna hate on some poster because it 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 you know it takes that theme into into play. No, that's a real thing. There, there's a real like V-ish shape thing. Well, sure. I mean, like the the classic black lightning has lightning bolts running down the costume and pointing directly at his dick. I Absolutely. Guess um, Just goes straight down. <laughs> it's like you remember Elvira, that that big weird thing that just went from like the top of the shoulders to the the, the bottom of the abdomen for her. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, the <laughs> they're re-releasing Wonder Woman. The uh, animated film. They're calling it the commemorative edition. The release day is May, is May 16th for the physical copy. There's a featurette. What makes a Wonder Woman for 75 years? Wonder Woman has resonated with audiences because of her loving nature and quest for truth. Here, some of her biggest fans and fellow creators discussed how her qualities have crafted her into the icon we know today. There's a sneak peek of Batman and Harley Quinn. Sneak peek at the next DC Universe original movie. Batman and Harley Quinn featuring the talented filmmakers and voice cast, which they have announced uh, is uh, includes Kevin Conroy as Batman. Creative team commentary, scene and film analysis by producers Bruce Tim and Gregory Novak, director Lauren Montgomery, and screenwriter Michael Jelinek. Featurette, uh, Wonder Woman, a subversive dream, a definition, uh, sorry, a definitive look at a psychologist's dream and the rich history of one of the pillars of DC Comics. Uh, a featurette called Wonder Woman, Daughter of Myth. This revealing documentary explores the archetype and tradition of the female DC Comics superhero. Um, so yeah, also, uh, Melissa Ranch has been cast as Harley Quinn in the Batman and Harley Quinn movie. Uh, I don't know Melissa Ranch. Uh, I'm admittedly a little sad it wasn't Arlene Sorkin or Tara Strong. Uh, playing Harley Quinn, but I'm uh, willing yeah. to give this girl a, a chance. She's on the Big Bang Theory, and uh, I've never been able to tolerate any Chuck Lorre show for more than about five minutes, but yeah. I'm willing to give her a shot. Um, Kevin McGuire, uh, Dan Wickland of Bleeding Cool said, Hey, at Mark Guggenheim uh, and AJ Kreisberg, can we get a CW Heroes poster like this for next season? All shows combined. And uh, it was a picture, he's talking about a picture of the famous Justice League shot. Uh, it's all white in the background. It's got all the Justice League members standing. It's like a bird's eye view of them looking up at the camera. And uh, and Guy Gardner says, want to do something about it. And um, Guggenheim says, Kevin, I'd commission it at Kevin McGuire. And Kevin McGuire said, seems doable. None of us <laughs> official. At least everyone seems to be on board. I would totally see if I could buy that. Like, yeah, I would. I would, I would ha- like contribute to a Kickstarter for that. I would. I want that. Yep. So, uh, a Catwoman trailer for Injustice Two has been released. Catwoman returns to Injustice Two with a slight variation on her mechanics, which leans a little more heavily on her whip, or as Stewie on Family Guy might say, her whip. What? Um, whip. Um. <laughs> Also, her power has changed to a black cat that can distract your opponent. That's a little weird. Um, is that an April Fool's I, joke? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Lame. I'd like to see that in action. That seems super lame. The trailer includes a fight between her and Harley that starts with Harley mentioning the old Sirens lineup. So that's kind of dope. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I have for DC TV. <gasps> I know, right? It happened so fast. It happened... So fast and yet so slow. Oh no. Oh wow, that sounded kind of like the dude from uh, Bill Hader from uh, the Dateline sketches. <laughs> oh no. What was that like? Mm. That makes it sound like we've like left off something that was worth having. No, we, 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 we threw in everything we could. Yeah. Was he alive? <laughs> That's everything. <laughs> It's everything we got. Yeah, that's all we got there. But uh, you know, if you guys uh, we didn't leave like off like Dean Kane is gonna die in the next episode of Supergirl. Oh, fingers crossed, you know. Yeah, I know. Rip Jeremiah. <laughs> uh, so if you guys are, uh, you know, f- guys and gals are uh, favorable f- or feel favorably towards DC on screen. 
you can go over to uh, the our iTunes account or our Stitcher account, and I guess if they have the feature in other podcatchers, I don't know because I don't frequent those, you can leave us a, a five-star written review and tell us about the things. And, uh, or just, you know, leave us five stars because you know what? We're not doing a giveaway anymore. Our giveaway is done. So, um, just leave us whatever know. stars you feel like we're supposed to be left. I guess so. I mean, um, <laughs> there's nothing on the table anymore. Just and talk about it. Share your you know feelings. Hey, but to be honest, I do love hearing from you guys. So, you know, uh, if you want to write something, please do. Or contact us on Twitter. Tell us how you felt. Uh, relate to us as you will uh from these episodes uh, we do really do and we love hearing from you guys it yes really, uh it really brings us a lot of happiness over the course of our dreary work week yep and uh we, Real we thing. enjoy doing this show a lot we really love hearing from you guys so um and that's not you know we've got a lot of people that talk to us we like we want more because we're greedy like that <laughs> and we want you we just want to hear what you thought and bored so um lonely I'm I'm not that lonely, really. Bored a lot, but I'm not lonely. Eh, depends. Um, now, importantly, though, we are about to do our Q&A episode, our big uh, Secret Origins Q&A episode. So if you have questions for us, seriously, now is the time to ask them. We've got a bunch of questions. we got about five pages worth of questions. Dear God. I know. You didn't know that, did you? No. <laughs> we got a lot of questions, buddy. Oh, um, shit. All right. I know. So, uh, but we're looking to get into that pretty soon. And, uh, man, some of them are tough. <laughs> but we're, we gotta go for now. Uh, but yeah, leave us questions. Uh, Twitter, DC on screen. Facebook, DC on screen. That's one word, guys. Instagram, DC on screen. I post pictures there like almost every day, if not every day. I don't know what, how I find things. Most of them is just a picture of me in front of a microphone. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's not always that, but sometimes it kind of gets on a string of that. Anyway, we're uh, we're moving on, and um, <laughs> thank you for listening. I love you, and uh, bye, guys. You're an amazing person. You you, you deserve the best, whoever you are out there. And <laughs> until next time, we're talking about our next episode is is a uh, is a review of the Legends of Tomorrow finale season finale. And uh, you might get that one a little early. So until then, keep some DC on your screen. Bye. Bye 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 bye. Clean your nipples. Yes. Don't take any wooden nickel nickels nipples. <laughs> Don't take any wooden nipples. That, that would be weird. Don't do that. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>